Welcome to another Booch News podcast with Ian Griffin. So I'm on the phone with Kendra Sepulveda, who's with Probio Drinks in Barcelona, Spain. Hi, Kendra. How are you? Hello, Ian. I'm doing great. How about you? So in ProBio Drinks, you, you're uh, operating in Barcelona, which is a beautiful city. I've been there a couple of times. When did you actually mm-hmm. start making kombucha? When did you open your business? Um, well, actually, Ian, we, I started brewing here in Spain in about 2015. I started working in uh, several kitchens and in restaurants, and so we were doing some some pairings and including kombucha as an ingredient. So we were making sort of a sorbet with a really nicely fermented kombucha. So uh, that would be, I guess, where I got my start. But um, here at uh, the Casa de la Kombucha, we've only been open since June of 2019. So myself and my partner have like... uh, we, were, we had our own independent uh, businesses before this, and then we combined, and now we have the tasting room since uh, Oh, yeah, June. you mentioned, uh, I saw the tasting room online, but you do, I believe, I saw on the website, uh, probiodrinks.com, you have bottles of kombucha. It looks like it's three flavors, right? Which of the three flavors you sell? Okay, so we started out with our original, which is just the green tea kombucha. Um, we have also hops with grapefruit, uh, which is our citrusy version. And then we have a cranberry apple, uh, which we use uh, fresh apples from Girona, um, which is the, the region nearby. Um, so those are really, really nice first three flavors. But we actually, in our tasting room, are changing our flavors every week. This week, for example, we have a uh, hand of Buddha, which is the oldest citrus in, that is existing in the world, um, and has really aromatic flavors, like almost like a floral. Um, and we combine that with uh, ginger and CBD. So that's one of our flavors of the week. We've also got apple with cinnamon. Um, we've got I don't know several. We are, we're always changing flavors here. <laughs> so so tell me uh, what you're describing then is you've got three. I, I saw people can order them online in cases mm-hmm. or, or bottles, or six bottles, ten bottles, mm-hmm. whatever. But tell me more mm-hmm. then. You've got, you've got a tasting room called Casa de la Kombucha. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it's open pretty much every day uh, from the late morning till the late evening, 8 o'clock you close. Um, and mm-hmm. it looks very pretty. Beautiful photographs of a very nice plant-filled room. It, 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 tell, tell me about if somebody walks into Casa de la Kombucha, what do they see? Well, interesting. Uh, we get a lot of just foot traffic. People see the place and they're like, wow, this has good energy. I'm going to go there. They don't even know what kombucha is because here in um, in Spain, it's something that's fairly new to the public. I think certain clients are looking for it, but then others just don't even have any reference to what is kombucha. So Basically, our, that's sort of our platform is that we're educating people um, in, as to what is kombucha, and that's sort of why we've done it in this format. I think just starting out, it's really quite important to educate the public and educate the people on uh, what is kombucha. So they're part of their experiences. They walk in, they see this really nice, um, good energy place, and, and they're greeted uh, with a, a friendly face, and, and we are really open to explaining. And even though it might take us 20 minutes to, for a client to explain 
what is kombucha and what are the benefits, uh, we find that it's worth it. And um, I would say our most of our clients are repeat clients that just stumbled upon the place and they're our neighbors and they just come back and refill their bottles constantly. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's so, part of the experience. So what you're saying is the Casa like Kombucha actually educates people. Is that right? It, so what, what, what I see just being in the shop and if I'm observing the people walking by, um, so you'll have a group of four people. One of them will have seen or heard about kombucha and will say, oh, look, that's a Casa de Kombucha. You know what kombucha is. And then they'll go in and sort of explain what they know about kombucha. And I see that all the time. Um, not everybody knows. And then they'll bring them in and they'll be like, hey, can you explain to my friends what it is? You know, I've heard about it, but I want you to explain it. And so I'll be like, sure, no problem. And then we go through the whole, um, the whole spiel. So more and more I see... It's by word of mouth, you know, mostly. People just learn about it through their friends and the friends of the friends, and <laughs> it just spreads like that, really. So they're actually walking into your brewery, essentially, right? I, I can see the photograph here. There's uh, looks mm -hmm. like fermentation in stainless steel tanks uh, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. on the side, and then you pour a glass or two glasses of kombucha they can sit down and, and drink it there. Is, is that how the cafe is designed? Yes, yes. It's designed that um, in the front half of it, uh, the locale is our shop where we have the tasting room. And um, they come in, they refill, they grab a bottle. They, um, we have little uh, sample-sized tasters so they can taste each flavor that we have um, on tap. And then we are brewing in the meantime in the back. So we have, um, a, you know, it's separated with a nice big glass door so they can see through. So we want to emphasize transparency so that they know that this is a traditionally brewed uh, kombucha and that it's pretty much, a, you know, as fresh as you can get. So, yeah, that's, that's part of the experience that they, uh, that they have. And then we actually bottle here as well. So we have the whole okay. production here <laughs> on yeah, site. So so, so you don't offer any food. It isn't a cafe or restaurant. It's purely to no, no food. Just yeah. So far, just kombucha, and um, at some point, maybe we'll diversify and do some more products um, to be continued. <laughs> we're we're yeah. looking at kombucha cosmetics, or you know, some sort of a, a diversification. Yeah, because I understand in your background, you mentioned you were. Um, working, uh, brewing kombucha as part of um, pairing, so you had a sorbet. Uh, so you, do you have a background in the, in the food and, um, and high-end uh, yeah. catering? I uh, initially came to Spain really fascinated with the Mediterranean diet. I studied nutrition and dietetics, and so for me, this was one of those um, top diets that I really want to get a better idea about. And so I came to Barcelona about nine years ago and started studying uh, or, well, I went to a, a culinary arts school and, um, and then from there you get connections and you start integrating into different kitchens, um, worked in uh, um, very high-end fine dining places. And that's where, yeah, we got, I got to um, have sort of the freedom to experiment a little and take my kombucha brewing to the next level, so to speak, because I had access to a lot of uh, tools and equipment and 
actually ingredients. The ingredients in, are, are so important in um, producing kind of a premium product. And based on my chef education, it, it's all about the product, you know. It's all about uh, what, is your, what are you starting with. What, what kind of um, would you advise people then, either home brewers or people looking for other commercial brands? I, I noticed on your, on your products it stresses the fact everything is organic. Uh, what other, mm-hmm. I mean, which is very obviously important to many people, um, mm-hmm. starting with the teas, what kind of, you mentioned green tea, um, what kind mm-hmm. of sources should people look for for the other ingredients? Uh, let's see, starting with teas and sugars. I mean, sugar, we typically just use um, an organic uh, white sugar. Uh, that's what the Scobies love. And they, um, it's interesting, I think um, I'm working on an article right now basically talking about sugar and how it's really seen as such a bad guy. But somehow through this transitionary process with the fermentation using the SCOBY and the bacteria um, and the yeast, that you're able to convert something so like seen in, in a bad light into something so positive, which is our um, organic acids that we're getting out of it. Because without the sugar, you're not going to get these organic acids. And so that's just um, something interesting that I've been working on, uh, seeing sort of Com- the conversion of something so bad into something that's actually good. <laughs> we like to yeah. see that in the world. Do you, you find, I mean, I hear this from people when I, I brew my own kombucha at home, and when I offer it to people, some people, when I say it's made with sugar, they kind of recoil. Do you find there's a misunderstanding mm. about that, that people think it's oh, like, yeah, a, like a Coca-Cola well, or something? Well, it's easier... Yeah, it's easier for us to generalize and say, well, if it's sugar, it's got sugar, then it's bad. And really that does help um, us to guide our decisions. But I think further information can lead you to understand that kombucha does have some benefits, even though it does have some sugar in it. So I think that's just super important to educate the people on more than anything. Just And, and I think um, and believe this wholeheartedly that once people – have tried it and they feel the changes in their body, that's when they will um, understand it. More so than if you're just, you can, you can talk and talk and talk, but until you've actually experienced it firsthand, I think that's when you really are starting to um, educate the people, so to speak, you know? So it takes, I think, some people that are a little bit risk takers, you know, <laughs> to be able to uh, embrace it. Yeah, that, that's what you were saying. The, the role of the CAFA is really helping educate people who some of them walk in, they don't know what kombucha is. And then getting back to the ingredients, mm. is there a mm-hmm. particular, uh, with the cranberry apple and hops grapefruit, are they also based mm-hmm. on the green tea or do you use other mm. teas as well? Oh, I, I also use Cylon tea, uh, a nice black tea. Uh, before I was brewing on, um, on a mass level like this, I was uh, working on with premium teas. So I was able to brew with white tea, which to me came out as sort of a uh, kava, if you will. I was brewing that with a little bit of jasmine tea, and my goodness, it just came out so, so nice. I would ferment it over a really long period of time, a cold ferment. So it was um, a, a low temperature and over a long period of time. So the bubbles came out really, really fine. 
So that was mm. really some uh, some of the experiments I was doing. I think maybe the public isn't ready for that just yet, <laughs> general public. But at some point, uh, I hope to see that that um, working its way into the market a more uh, premium sort of level of kombucha, so to speak, with different notes of different, um, I don't know, uh, aromas and flavors. Yeah, well, that sounds like something then that as you do in the cap room or the uh, casa today, you experiment mm. or you provide a variety of flavors, like you said, with the ginger CBD. Yeah. It's not just, but mm-hmm. you've got the three basic notes. Great. Well, what do you see? Yes. Um, what do you see in the future? What's your, do you have a, a plan to open more Casa de la Cambuches in, in, in other cities, or are, are you staying in Barcelona uh, for the Yeah, for the Ian, the it's interesting. We, um, we are constantly reassessing uh, our, our business and trying to grow uh, organically with the demand of the clients and, and what people are enjoying. And, and right now we're doing it little by little. We really don't want to outgrow ourselves or over, uh, overstep anything. So we're trying to go really nice and calculated, so to speak. But it's not easy. Uh, the demand is pretty high, and um, you know it takes time to produce kombucha. So. <laughs> yeah. But as far yeah. as our our projections, and if we are right now, we're happy just where we are, um, having one little casa de la kombucha. Um, I've had several offers for different uh, places to to basically expand to, for example, Switzerland um, recently. Uh, uh, I put an offer on the table. <laughs> we'll see what, where um, where this goes. But for now, we're still just trying to um, do this and do it well. And once I feel, I think, satisfied with that, then maybe we'll look beyond. <laughs> that sounds like a great plan. Well, Kendra, thanks so much for talking to Booch News today. Yeah, of course. Thank you. It was my pleasure, Ian. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.